We are Marquette. 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 Rick R. Curie, I'm the Director of Business Operations for the Division of Student Affairs. I, I remember the weekend that I flew in, um, I was very surprised at, at what I saw. It was closing weekend, and um, back in those days when you moved out, you just moved everything from your room that you didn't want into the hallway, because as long as your room was clear, nothing in the hallway mattered. And so the debris in the hallway was about waist high with a path down the middle to people's rooms. It was pretty interesting. But you have to remember that was back when the drinking age was 18, and the hall council bought beer on Thursday and Friday nights. I had come from a system where they were pretty strict about what you could and could not leave anywhere when you checked out. And so my first year in Trader as a hall director was spent trying to reform some of those behaviors and, and get people back to the idea that there is a trash room. Uh, you know, you need, and, and at that point, they were on the floors even, but they just didn't use them. So we uh, was about a two-year cycle to get people to, to start taking their garbage to where it needed to be, especially at closing. Uh, I was not popular for doing that, but it worked out well. I think the biggest challenge when I was a hall director was having to wear the number of different hats that you have to wear and that balance between being a limit setter and and then being someone who can challenge and support students because that you know when you're doing conduct they see you in such a different way uh, as opposed to when you're doing programming or you're doing something that's that's safe or that they're interested in being a part of because let's face it no one's interested in being a part of conduct uh, unless they're on one of the boards and so that was that was tough because back then behaviors I think were they had swung much further out to the negative than they are right now. And uh, and it took a lot of uh, time and effort to do that. I think I lost a lot of opportunity because of the, the conduct side of the house back then. Now that it's more centralized and the higher level cases, you know, come through the, the central part of that system, I think it's better for the hall directors. It allows them to step away from, from some of that, not all of it, because they still see a number of in-hall cases. But I think it makes it a little bit more... Um, acceptable for students. That role becomes something that they're not as fearful of. Uh, and we we had a great time in the building. Uh, I remember the first person I met at Marquette was Nels. We had um, come from Pennsylvania and driven all night. We left Pittsburgh and, and drove in and got here uh, probably about 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning. And as we pulled up to the back of the building, he was coming out. And I parked the car and walked around to the front because I knew they had said, come in on the 13th Street side, someone will be there to meet you. And there was no one there. And I came back around and he was talking to my sister, telling her why she couldn't park her car there. And she was telling him that I was running the building and he had no idea who I was. And then he figured it out and then he had a lot of fun with it because he started pretending he was someone else and telling us he was the president. And it, it just got really bad from there. And eventually he gave it up and got me my keys to the building once he found out who I was, but I had a great time with him. Uh, you know, what, did I, what I've learned from now, uh, it's that, that want, that need, that desire to take care of people in a way that allows them to be comfortable in their given situation. I mean, he could walk into the middle of something that was entirely negative and make it a positive. We had students in the building when I was a hall director who would do things that you didn't want them to be doing. And every once in a while, he would come and knock on my door and say, come on, we're going up to the sixth floor. And, and I would say, well, now, so why are we we're going to do that? Because I just saw something, we're going to go address it. And had I gone up on my own, I think the students would have seen it as punitive. But when I showed up with him 
and I knock on a door and they see me and, and, you know, I catch that look on their face. It's like, oh gosh, not you. And then he leans in and all hell breaks loose. And we wind up talking about the behavior. They had stolen some things and he, he, inter, you know, intervenes and interjects himself in the situation and just watching him and learning how he did that so that it was non-threatening. It was kind of fun, but not off course. In, in redirecting their behavior and having them accept responsibility for what they did. It didn't fit every situation, but he was great at, at doing things like that. I also got to see him in some pretty serious situations with students and taking care of them. And, you know, his ability to be, to be the clown and to entertain everybody um, was matched by his ability to be pastoral and, and to really take care of your heart when it needed it. Yeah, I think for me that Naus showed me how to laugh at myself. I, I, and I, you know, you, you see me on campus now, and, and I, I have that serious look about me, and, and people comment on that all the time. And sometimes I use that, and most of the time I don't think about it at all. He highlighted that for me and said, you really need to be aware of that. You need, you need to understand that when you walk in a room, people pay attention to you because of the way you look, and you need to smile more. And that was his mantra with me for a while. And, and I think he taught me how to utilize that, that humor piece to, to reach out to people to say, hey, you know, what you see isn't always what you get. And, and give me a chance here. And, and I think it, it helped me reach a lot more people than I might have been able to had he not talked to me about that. A big part of what I do is the dining program, uh, especially now. Uh, so I'm responsible for that and working with Sodexo to make sure that we're offering what we need to to take care of all of our students. Um, and that's a, it's such a wide spectrum of needs um, from, you know, people who are middle of the road and, and will um, be satisfied with just about whatever they, they walk in and find in the dining room to students who have really high needs for special diets and things like that. It can be a lot of fun. It can be incredibly challenging. Um, but when we're successful with that, it's really neat to see how that impacts students and, and can do that in such a positive way. Um, I'll go from that to being up on a roof, looking at a roof replacement or, or something that's going on with an air handler down into the basement to look at, you know, pumps and circulation pumps and things like that that have, have failed or need to be replaced. And, we're, you know, we're working now on, on Wild Commons and, and going up there with the construction team working with facilities planning and management and, and the design and, and construction of that building. And, and the dining room there especially will be a large place. We, we have enough students on that west end of campus now that we needed more seating than we have had on campus anywhere else. So, you know, you look at, at McCormick, which is just over 300 chairs, uh, and we had to turn that a couple of times during lunch, two and a half times when we're busy. And you'll move that up to Wild Commons, where there are just over 600 chairs in the dining room. But, you know, you'll have people from O'Donnell, Mashuda, Humphrey, you know, McCabe can come over. And then the, the 890 students living right above that dining room all have that as their neighborhood dining room. So we expect it to be a busy and lively place. It's why we're moving the 24-hour service to that location uh, and plan on keeping the entire place open uh, to see how that will draw and, and will people from other parts of campus come up there for that and what day parts, I think, especially will be busy. I'd like to keep that 24-hour service in our largest unit because it allows us more flexibility. That The seven different platforms up there um, allow us to be able to do some special things out of them because you can change one or the other and not really impact people uh, too much if they don't like what you've changed to because there are so many other options. The other nice part about Wild 
is that for our students who have uh, allergy sensitivities, we have a, a station there that is set up so that everything in it is separate. The only thing that's interchangeable with the other stations is, are the plates that come back around out of the dish machine. It has its own freezer, its own cooler, its own storage space. It's got a small dishwasher in it for the pots, pans, and, and all of the uh, utensils that the cook in that area will use. So when a delivery comes into the dock, if it's meant for that station, it goes directly there, it doesn't go anywhere else. So we can confidently say, you know, the seven or eight major allergens are not present in that station. Dining is one of those areas where I think the changes have been incredibly dramatic, especially in the past 10 years. It, you know, it, you, it used to be that you could get away with just serving you know, pizza and soft serve, and everyone was happy with that. And I think students' palates have changed, and what they're used to coming in is so different now. And then you add the layer on there of, of special needs, and not just for people who are allergic to things, but people who have needs because of, of religious beliefs or health um, and lifestyle choices where they, they want to maintain uh, their health through what they eat. It has really changed what's expected of the dining program. And so for us, especially with this last RFP process, we were able to write in a number of different things. And Innovation Kitchen is, is an outcropping of, of that group of changes. It's just one piece of it. But it's one of the fun ones because it's very visible. And we knew that the Linda Room could be utilized more often than it had been and wanted to do it in a way that was fun that would also bring students in. And so we had visited a number of different places and as we were leaving one of them, we noticed the teaching kitchen. They were setting it up and we were in Chicago and so I stopped and said, hey, let's watch this for a little bit and we did from outside and then wound up going in and talking to the instructor who told us what, how they used that space, what she was doing with it. And we came back here and thought, okay, where would we do that? And we came back around to that's the concept that would make the Lunder Room different. And so those renovations um, were, were done. And that space has become kind of fun. It's, it's interesting to walk by, take a peek in there, see who's in there, um, you know, and, and go in and join in on making things. You know, sometimes you're cooking yourself. Sometimes uh, the chef is doing that. But the concept and, and the, the ability to take those concepts out of there and use them at home it's kind of fun and students i think are beginning to understand what that means for them as well we've had a couple of them come in and, and actually do presentations so that's been fun too we were also because we built that location awarded the Glo global chef program for sodexo for this region so we're gonna have chefs from all over the country coming to marquette in the past we used to have a couple of chefs come in global chefs and then they would do a training every once in a while it would circle back to marquette now we're going to be the site for that training. We'll have four to eight chefs from across the world come in. And then Sodexo will bring their chefs from the Midwest region in. So we'll have 70 to 80 people visiting us to learn how to make the dishes that those eight chefs from around the globe can make. They'll spend time then in our dining rooms with our students. And then we'll take their knowledge and try and build it into our menu set. Uh, you, you add Wild Commons and a 620-seat brand-new facility up there that's built on a neighborhood concept to that mix, and, and we have, a, I think, a pretty special year coming up for us in dining. I think when I started working at Marquette um, and, and when we had children, my wife and I always talked about, you know, I would love to have them come through. I always thought it would be really cool to have my kids um, come to college where I worked. And when it happened with Stephen, 
Um, it was it was really neat. But I think we all knew that because from five years old on, he was either commuting with me, you know, or, or he was going to, and we kept saying, no, you're going to live on campus because that commuting time is mine. But I have, you know, he just graduated. He had a wonderful experience here, dual major, you know, accounting and finance, could not have had a better time, got tied into the AIM program, really had a phenomenal experience there. Uh, Anna Maria will be a senior in the fall, and she is, I think, hitting her stride. Her first year here, um, it was one of those searching years for her. She wasn't sure that Marquette was the right place. I think her sophomore year, it started to click, and this past year, she really hit her stride, and and I think she's ready to have a a breakout um, senior year. She's really looking forward to the fall. She's going to be a manager in Wild Commons. So has come back into the fold, talking about higher ed, so we'll see where that goes. And then my younger daughter, Maura, will be here in the fall in nursing. Um, and she's looking to live in O'Donnell, which is pretty interesting, um, and wants to try and live in the room that her mother lived in when she was a freshman as well. So, you know, it's for me, it has been so rewarding to have my children be here, not only because I get to see them at work, and if they want to talk to me, I'm, I'm available, and, you know, they'll stop by the office. But going in and talking to the professors that he had for class and listening to them talk about him, uh, you know, I, I said to my wife on the, on the way home in the car, this is why it was important that they come to Marquette. The, the impact that those people had on my son uh, is invaluable. It, it, it's just something that I think changed his trajectory in life. It gave him a path that he probably would not have had somewhere else as we talked to him throughout the course of his junior and senior year about what he was doing and, and the people he was with and the instructors that he had in class, it was apparent that um, he was being challenged in the way that he wanted. He really wanted that discourse. He really wanted to be pushed. And he would come home and he would talk about, you know, different, he would talk about Krauss, he would talk about Wall, he would talk about Doug Smith and say, we had this great argument in class today. And my thought was, oh, my gosh, I'm going to so hear it from Doug when I see him. And then I would run into him and he would say, your son is so much fun in class because he's not afraid to tie it on with me. And Stephen learned. He learned to think on his feet. And he learned. And it was something it's something that, that I think um, Marquette offers in, in that aspect of what we do where we're teaching them to think for themselves. We, you know, I'm not telling you what you need to know. I'm telling you how, how to get there. And he used that um, and I think really had that become a part of who he is. And I, I see more and more of that in Anna Maria as she gets into it. And I'm hoping that Maura has the same experience. I think it's that, um, that I've, ha- I've had a number of people reach out to me years after they've graduated to say, hey, you know, what you did for me while I was there was important. It made a difference. And I, the first time that happened, it was such a surprise. And it was so rewarding to hear um, that I thought, okay, I, you know, what do I need to keep doing to hear more of that? And at first it was that type of an approach. And then I realized later, it, it, it's, not, it's not me. I think that in my time here, I haven't become a part of Marquette. Marquette has become a part of me. And that makes a huge difference in how I approach students and what I do with them. And it allows me to do the things that sometimes they see as corny, you know, and I'll say things and they'll go, oh, come on. You don't really believe that. I, I do. 
because it works. And this is what we do. This is what we're about. And so to have them reach out to me, I posted a, a picture of Stephen's diploma and I had a couple people respond to me saying, you're kidding me. The kid that I used to babysit, the kid that at four years old pulled a fire alarm in Schrader during RA training just graduated. And, you know, and then go on to say some other things to me, reach out to me privately and talk to me and say, you know, just wanted to let you know as I'm thinking about this, you know, you did some really cool stuff for us. Uh, that's what it's about for me. It's, I, I know that um, long term you, you see that. The beautiful thing about my work is, though, I don't have to wait four years for everything. Because of the facilities piece and that side of my job, I know right away when we've done something well because you can see a lot of it. And so when we go in and we renovate or we refurbish or we build a Wild Commons, you, you know, you walk through there, and especially at Wild Commons, it, there's a sense of awe when you walk through that building. It is so different than anything we have. We've raised the bar. Those are the things I'm proud of, that we, you know, we, we went into Carpenter and Cobain years ago and opened the hallways up to outside light and brought that ambient light in and made them more livable. It's the little things that we do that we, that other, you know, we might not think about that have, I think, a tremendous impact on the livability of our buildings for our students. I, I love that side of the house. I love being that, you know, I, I've said to people, broad shoulders, I'll hold a lot of weight. I like that. I like prepping things, getting them ready, and then watch students come in and use that as, you know, that's the step that you jump off of. Let's see how far you go. And it's, it's fun. It's very rewarding to, to see them, you know, grow wings and take flight and take off. And then later on, you know, especially with, in your world, that electronic piece, you know, Facebook and things like that, where LinkedIn and they're reaching back out to me. I'm thinking, wow, you know, you did remember, you did, and, and I did do something that that maybe allowed you to get where you are. It's very rewarding to know that you had that kind of an impact on people, and I think that's what Marquette gives back to me. 